college basketball tournaments are back, and so are brackets. Get comfy on your couch, turn off that Zoom camera, and sign up for your men's and women's USA Today sports bracket. Register at brackets.usatoday.com. Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL. The brand new Las Vegas Raiders. This is the Raiders Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now your host, Ryan O'Leary and Raiders Wire editor, Marcus Mosher. Now back to Trent Brown. The guy was an absolute bum for this organization. He was nothing for this organization. He was a disgrace to this organization. And I had to hold back saying that all year long because he might have been here and I would have to get on an airplane after COVID. I'd have to be around him. And I don't talk about behind people's backs. You know, trolls do that. They'll get into your DMs or they'll tell you this or that. And then you got to fight back with the bullies. So Trent Brown could break me over his knee and break me apart. So I'm not going to talk crap about him on the radio when he could be here. But let it be known, once he leaves and he disrespects Mark Davis, Mike Mayock, and John Gruden, he's fair game. And the Raider Nation should come after him today, verbally on the radio, for his conduct, which was detrimental to the team. For the fact that he had no interest in being with the Raiders other than when he got paid and cashed his guaranteed money, and then he left the team, and he left the team as a disgraceful player who who had no passion for the city of Las Vegas, no passion for the fans. He tweeted about everything else from rap music to restaurants to cryptic things, and he never cared about being a Raider. Fact, not fiction. So there's my guy, JT the Brick, Marcus, <laughs> a guy I used to love listening to back in the day. I had a little bit of a commute. I was working in a newsroom. So I'd be driving home late at night, 12.30, 1 a.m., and JT the Brick, he had a, a national show. It was late night. And, you know, I was listening to him. So it was great to hear his take on Trent Brown because what he's saying there is basically he works for the team. He's on the, the team radio thing. So he's not going to rip the player when he's on the team. But once the player is, uh, is off the team like Trent Brown is now, Marcus, oh, man, it's fair game. It's fair game. And JT the Brick, not afraid to rip the crap out of Trent Brown. And I got to feel like a lot of Raiders fans are feeling some sort of way about that player and that trade to the Patriots where really – that was really just a dump, right? They're just getting rid of the player. So that thing soured quickly. Uh, this is this is such a, a touchy situation because I like Trent Brown. I think he's a, a heck of a player, and he did have some injuries. Maybe, maybe he didn't come back from them as quick as the Raiders were hoping. But listen, Ryan, sometimes in life there's just some, some fits that just aren't right, and Trent Brown just wasn't the right fit for the Raiders. But I wouldn't be surprised at all if he gets back to his Pro Bowl form with the Patriots. So it didn't work out here with the Raiders. I'm not going to kill him over it. Uh, time to move on. And that's exactly what the, the Las Vegas Raiders did. Well, I couldn't help but like we recorded last Monday. <laughs> we were talking about Trent Brown and I was ranting about Brown, how the Patriots had traded for him in a contract year. He was with the 49ers. The Patriots trade for Trent Brown. They go on and win a Super Bowl. And I'm like, Marcus, they're not going to pay this player. They knew they pay him, and he'd you know eat, start eating, get sure, out of shape. Sure. He'd slap it out there, not be passionate. He was playing for his money. He got his money from the Raiders. The Patriots knew what they were doing, and who would want this guy? 
Well, and then he gets traded to the Patriots hours later, right? He's back with the Patriots again. So I couldn't help. I was just dying on Monday when that happened. I'm like, but, you've but got you to know be the great. The, the great thing for the Patriots is they have him now on a contract year. And that's really the thing with Trent Brown is whenever he's in a contract year, he balls out. And now that he's back in New England, probably going to play right tackle for them. I expect him to have a monster year. I just think he's one of these players that once he gets his big payday, it's it gets a little dicey. But uh, I have no doubt that he's going to be a superstar for New England next year. It's going to be interesting. We'll have to see. The Patriots are definitely uh, they're they're active. Bill Belichick is active mm-hmm. right now. We're we're talking on Monday. It's the legal tampering period, which is so confusing. I mean, free agency officially starts on Wednesday, but it's really it's really started now. Guys are yes, getting today. signed. Yep. Yeah, the reports are out. And we're we're watching all the things go down, Marcus. I know you have your Twitter open right now as we speak, so sound the alarm if something happens. But we're waiting for the Raiders to make a deal. They've got like forty million in cap space, so I know fans are probably getting antsy on Twitter. If you were to search Raiders or go into Raiders Twitter, I'm sure they're getting a little antsy, Marcus, as big names go all over the place. And the team really hasn't made a big deal yet. We're waiting for the splash. You're not calling uh, Donald Penn's one-day contract a big deal for the Raiders? That was on my list. Yes, I have that. So left tackle Donald <laughs> Penn is back. He's signing the one-day one contract to retire as a Raider, which is great. That's a feel-good story. But Listen, they might need him. Like, they, they, <laughs> yeah. they should think about making this a one-year contract, not a one-day contract. <laughs> Are the, other than that, in my notes right now, Marcus, I have that the team might be thinking about signing A.J. Green of the Bengals. So that's, that's what I have well, in my notes. Now they have done some some looking at the the free agent guard market. So they, the best way I can put this is they're looking to bring back Richie Incognito, but not right away. Uh, I think they want to see how he progresses over the summer to see where his Achilles uh, injury is at. But I'm assuming that he's going to be back at left guard. The team has talked to Denzel Good, you know, their guard that played uh, most of last season, replacing Incognito. So they they haven't been in contact with him. And then late on Sunday night, it was reported that Kyle Long, the former Chicago Bear, uh, who has been retired the last year, uh, they actually met with him on early Monday morning about a potential deal. Uh, nothing is official yet. Uh, Long will be visiting the Chiefs uh, at some point on Monday evening, but that sounds like a guy that the Raiders could possibly be interested in. So while they haven't made any big moves yet, it's not like they haven't been at least somewhat active. Well, there's something that the team can be like, hey, look, we're signing Howie Long's son. Like, Raiders fans can't get too mad at us, right? Like, that's yes, that's yes. that thing. He, he actually uh, he wore his dad's uniform into the meeting today with John Gruden, and well, like, yeah, which is just a boss move. There it is. That's that's tremendous. So I want to ask you, Marcus, like how how much do Raiders fans agree with JT the Brick about Trent Brown? How angry are they at this player and? I mean, it is true. Trent Brown was going out of his way to be like, now I'm happy. I'm free. I'm going to the Patriots. I've gotten out of this horrible situation where it's like, why was it such a bad situation? You're Like we've talked about, you don't like being in Las Vegas. You got your money. Why are you so happy to be out of that organization? Why are you kind of sticking it to the fans on Twitter? I got to feel like the fans got to be kind of pissed at the player and maybe <laughs> mad that the team has to give up a seventh round pick and Brown just to get the fifth rounder back in 2022, right? That thing is kind of funny too. Yeah, it, it's really hard because, again, when he played for the Raiders, he was really, really good. And in the 16 games that he played, uh, you could make a case that he was a, you know, a top five offensive tackle in the league. Listen, in his first year with the Raiders in 2019, he made the Pro Bowl. So I don't think the quality of play was any issue. I think – I think fans just have this belief that he should have been 
a little bit more diligent off the field and maybe a little bit more responsible. He's still a fairly young uh, guy. He's only 26 years old, I believe. So uh, in, a, in a weird year with COVID where he actually got put on the COVID list twice and then he was dealing with an injury, uh, I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, but I understand why Raider fans are upset. We played that Mike Mayock sound last week. It's It was like he was obsessed with cheesecake or something. You know, Mayock was telling us that Trent Brown was out of shape. He Anyone who would listen, Mike Mayock's letting us know, guys, if he's in shape, he's great. Guys, but he was out yeah. of shape. Guys, he's not in shape. So that's going to be interesting. He goes to the Patriots. I know he's on a contract here. He, I, I, yeah. I've got a feeling he's going to be in shape when he goes to New England. He'll be in better shape. But he's got paid now. He's got money. So is he still going to be as hungry? Just to use that, that's a terrible pun, but there it is. Is he yeah. still going to be as hungry, Marcus, to uh, yeah. to play and get paid again next offseason? That's going to be interesting to see. I, I'm predicting a Pro Bowl level year for, for Trent Brown next year. I think he's going to be fantastic. A guy that maybe Raiders fans were hoping for from New England, Joe Tooney. He sounds like he's going to the Chiefs. There's mm-hmm. all kind of, we're, we're hearing about all kinds of moves, Marcus. And it just brings to light, and you put this on Twitter, and it was freaking brilliant, and I, we got we to talk about this. The, <laughs> how the 2019 offseason was an all-time bad one for Mike Mayock and John Gruden, and there's this list of players that the team either acquired or drafted, or you know what I mean? And Trent Brown was one of them, and the list is not very flattering. And now as we look forward to a very important offseason for the Raiders, they have all this cap space, we're waiting for them to start splashing, they're going to make moves. We know that's coming. But now we are we setting ourselves up to get hurt again as Raiders fans? You know what I mean? Like, is, what is coming? I want to talk about that. We'll do it coming up next. We didn't really have much of a choice. If we did uh, come up with the money to make the contract happen last year, we wouldn't have any of these men we're talking about now. We would not have Trent Brown. We would not have Antonio Brown. We wouldn't have LaMarcus Joyner. We wouldn't have Vontez Burfecht, and we wouldn't have Tyrell Williams. We would not have any of them. And we wouldn't have the three first-rounders that we're talking about. Uh, So you have to consider all of it. Well, there's Raiders head coach John Gruden, Marcus, and as I like to say, that one didn't age well, did it? That one didn't age well for John Gruden. Oh, boy, when you listen to that. And that that was pretty much the, the premise of your tweet. How the 2019 offseason is now an all-time bad one for Mike Mayock and John Gruden. Wow, I can go through it really quick. I mean, sure, let's we, do it. We, we talked. I mean, Gruden talked about Tyrell Williams. He was signed for four years, 44 million. He was cut this offseason. Lamarcus Joyner signed for four years, 42 million. He was cut this offseason. Trent Brown, they signed him for four years, 66 million. Ooh, that's probably why Raiders fans are so mm, mad. Mm, Traded mm. to the Patriots basically to swap late round picks in 2022. Not great. Jonathan Abram drafted with one of those three first round picks that the Raiders had in 2019 that, as John Gruden said, but, you know, last year he was pro football focuses, uh, worst graded safety. Not great. They signed Vontez Perfect, suspended indefinitely by the league, signed Ryan Grant, released after four catches and 14 yards. And oh, yeah, by the way, they traded for Antonio Brown, cut before week one and what a debacle that thing was. So. You had to bring that out to light, uh, Marcus. You just you couldn't help yourself because it's right there. When you put it out like that, ooh, it doesn't sound good. Not a good look. Yeah, so here's what I'm going to say about John Gruden. I think he is a fantastic head coach. Uh, what he was able to do with that team last year to get them at 6-3 and three at one point in the season despite the roster uh, is incredible. I still think he's one of the most you know brilliant minds in all of the NFL when it comes to uh, game planning and scheming things open and, and developing quarterbacks. 
but he is just an awful talent evaluator and he should not be in control of a draft room or a free agency room. And unfortunately he is. And I think this Raiders team is reeling because of it. They've traded away all their top end talent in Amari Cooper and Cleo Mack. Uh, they've whiffed on, you know, high, high picks and they've, they've used up all their cap space on bad players that aren't available anymore. And now they're in a situation in 2021 where they're having to restructure bad contracts just to free up some space to potentially go out and fill some holes on guys they missed on, like Trent Brown and and some of these other ones. So uh, for the Raiders to get back to being a a legitimate contender in the AFC, Gruden's got to get away from the front office. He has to allow Mike Mayock to to make the decisions. And unfortunately, I don't see that happening anytime soon, Ryan, because Gruden was hired first and basically hired Mayock to be the general manager to sit next to him and be the yes man. And that's that's a really uh, discouraging sign for, for the Raiders going forward. I think uh, casual fans will look at it and be like, okay, the GM's Mike Mayock, but you forget that John Gruden's really the one calling the shots. And as I'm hearing you speak, Marcus, like that's the case. It's John Gruden. He's he's making the last call on all things draft, all things free agency. He's probably working with the ownership, but still, it Gruden's yes. the guy. He's the final voice. Yeah, and it's you know Gruden's you know making the calls to to get these offensive tackles and these receivers, and then they don't want to play for him because uh, he's not doing a great job of getting them open. So I, I don't know. It's just. It's a mess right now, and the Raiders are in a really, really tough situation. They they need to to ace this offseason just to get back to where they were, you know, going into the 2019 offseason. So uh, it, it's a debacle right now. Yeah, and going into that 2019 thing, like you got three first round picks. Uh, you know, your the future's looking kind of bright, and like you said, whiffing on that offseason, I think it it has been damaging to the organization's development. There's no way to like deny that thing. Yeah, yeah. Can we talk about those five first-round picks that they had over the last two years, by the way? So they had the number four pick. They took a, I would say, a good defensive end. Not a, never going to be an elite pass rusher. A good defensive end at number four. He's not killing they took it. A running, there's no, there's no yeah, doubt about it. He's not killing it. They, nope, he's not. They took a running back at number 24, and we can go on and on about the value of a running back in today's NFL. <laughs> they took the worst-graded safety in the league at number 27, Jonathan Abram, who missed all of his first season with an injury and then was bad last year. In 2020, they had the first, uh, the number 12th pick, and they had the choice of any receiver in a historically deep wide receiver class with CeeDee Lamb and Jerry Judy and Justin Jefferson and T. Higgins and Chase Claypool, and they took a speedster, Henry Ruggs, who was really the third or fourth receiver at Alabama. And then at number 19, they took Damon Arnett, who has been maybe the worst cornerback in the league since being drafted. So, those are your five first-round picks that you've had, and you have two guys who might be solid starters out of that group. That's that's pretty rough, Ryan. It's painful. It's painful to hear, it. and you always just map it out so brilliantly, Marcus. So good for you. It's one, it's one, <laughs> it's, it's one of your skills, mapping out the uh, failures of the Raiders in, in, in the offense. You would think if you have five first-round picks that you would hit on a you know a Pro Bowl or an All-Pro, but apparently not. No, that that hurts. So I guess my question now is. How do the Raiders fix it? We talked about their actual moves so far. That could change. Again, it's it's we're very, very early in free agency, and the Raiders have not made a move yet. But I think moves are coming. There are some rumored guys. We talked about Kyle Long maybe coming out of retirement, joining mm-hmm. the Raiders. We'll see that. Juju Smith-Schuster, an interesting name. So I saw your tweet. 
the Raiders are favorites to land this player, Marcus, uh, according to Bavada at plus 170. Pretty good odds for Juju Smith-Schuster to leave the Steelers and join the Raiders. What do you think about that player? I kind of like Juju Smith-Schuster. I like Juju as well. I think he's still a very underrated receiver, still incredibly young. Agreed. It just doesn't make a lot of sense for the Raiders because he is primarily a slot receiver who does his best work in the middle of the field. And that's what the Raiders already have. They have Darren Waller, who really plays out of the slot, who's detached from the line of scrimmage. They have Hunter Renfro, who is maybe one of the better slot receivers in the league. What they need is an outside guy that can that can be the X, that can win down the field. I would rather just see them you know, bring back Nelson Aguilar, save the money, uh, and, and maybe use it on some defensive guys rather than Juju. Again, I like Juju a lot. I just don't think it's a, the right fit with the Raiders. Now, I don't want to have to go back and edit this out later, but what about a guy like Kenny Galladay? Are you looking for them to spend at that position? They do have the cap that, space if they want to go after a guy like that. Now, that one makes more sense, right? Because he hit, you know, kind of fits that height, weight, speed that, that Gruden likes as the, as the X receiver. So if they're going to spend money, that one makes a lot of sense to me. The Juju one does not. But again, Offense wasn't the problem last year for the Raiders. This was a really good offense. They need to improve their offensive line and then spend that money on defense because unless they get that defense inside the top 20 in the league, which really is not a big ask, uh, this is not going to be a playoff team. So fix the defense. Don't worry about the, the skill players yet. Okay, well, we can't help ourselves. Though. You know, we, we always get enamored with the skill players, but you're absolutely right. We got we to gotta look defense, so let's switch over there. So our dream of uh, Marcus Williams from the Saints, he gets franchised somehow. I don't know how that happened. Uh, like, what, an hour after we do our podcast? Of course. That's, everything <laughs> happened an hour later. Yeah, no, everything everything yeah. we did last week was, was old, so I apologize to all the Raiders fans who listened. But, yeah, so our dream of Marcus Williams uh, avoiding the franchise tag, coming over here, uh, that didn't work out. So he's going to be back with New Orleans. And I think safety is definitely a position we can continue to look at, whether they want to go at the top with Anthony Harris or or make a, a, another move there. So I want to get your take. And I'm also hearing a lot of Richard Sherman to the Raiders yeah. rumors, which that's intriguing as well. I mean, he might be on the back end of his career a little bit, but still a big name. I could just picture John Gruden like behind his desk being like, oh, Richard Sherman. You know what I mean? Like I just for some reason, I can picture that thing. Yeah, I, I think Sherman is interesting because he is a scheme fit. He knows Gus Bradley well. I wouldn't be surprised if that's something they end up doing. Uh, Sherman has talked about wanting to play in Las Vegas. I think that makes a lot of sense as well. Uh, Ryan, can I give you a couple other names of guys that I think will be on their radar? Of course. Uh, Melvin Ingram, uh, edge rusher from the Chargers, played with Gus Bradley last year. I think that makes a lot of sense. Not going to command the same amount of money as a Shaq Baird or Matt Judon. That one, I think, uh, is certainly – I think it's actually very likely. Yannick Nagakwe, who played for the Ravens last year, obviously knows Gus Bradley from his days with the Jaguars. Uh, I think that's a possibility as well. And then K.J. Wright, a 32-year-old linebacker. Typically, you don't want to pay linebackers a ton, uh, but he's still really good in playing coverage. Uh, the Raiders need to get another linebacker in there. Gus Bradley knows him well. Would not be surprised if that's another option for Las Vegas. Now, I noticed that you did not mention Bud Dupree, who I think is a name that I'm seeing out there, and Raiders fans are probably infatuated with that name. Obviously a stud linebacker for the Steelers and their scheme. But you're you're not you're down on Bud Dupree. You don't want to you don't want to break the bank for that player coming off the ACL injury, right? And that was later mm-hmm. in the season too. 
Why do you hate Bud Dupree, Marcus? <laughs> I don't hate Bud Dupree, <laughs> but I think if you look at his sack totals over the last two years, you would think that this is an elite pass rusher. Unfortunately, go watch his 20 sacks since the, the start of the 2019 season, and you'll see that a lot of them are – cleanup sacks or sacks that, you know, happen after three, three and a half seconds, uh, or they're ones that come unblocked or against running backs or against tight ends. Pittsburgh scheme does such a good job of scheming up the production for the edge rushers. Uh, so there's just not a lot of high quality stacks there from Dupree. When you factor in that he's really never been the guy in a pass rush, he's always had somebody else there demanding double teams, taking on left and right tackles. Uh, I do get a little bit worried about him, especially coming off a torn ACL. I would much rather see them pay uh, a Yannick Nagakwe or at Melbourne Ingram rather than give Bud Dupree $14, $15 million a year coming off the torn ACL. When it comes to defensive free agents with the Raiders, should we should we look at guys that were under Gus Bradley? This was a post on Raiders Wire. There's a mm-hmm. lot of free agents that played under Gus Bradley as soon as last year that were starters for him with the Chargers that are now free agents that possibly the Raiders could go after. Do you think there's a a good connection there, or do you think the Raiders could go that direction? I do. I think they're going to – excuse me. I think Mike Mayock and John Gruden are going to give uh, Gus Bradley a lot of say at who comes in and plays on this defense. And I do think there's some – yeah, I think there's a lot of guys that have some decent value that you know they could play there. I think Michael Davis, Casey Hayward, who was recently released. I think a lot of those guys make sense, especially as placeholders until we get to the draft. Uh, so I do expect the Raiders to to reunite two or three of these guys uh, that are f- familiar with Gus Bradley in free agency. All right, so I haven't heard any alerts yet, Marcus. Is anything going on on Twitter? Have the Raiders made a move yet? We're waiting. Raiders fans are, are probably impatiently waiting right now as, as all kinds of breaking news going all over the place. You mentioned Matt Judon to my Patriots. But I, I don't know. I, I haven't seen any alerts. Uh, like, what are the, Still nothing, right, with the Raiders? No, maybe they're at the, the casino right now. There's a lot of really nice <laughs> casinos out there in Las Vegas, a lot of fantastic restaurants. Wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders uh, take Monday off and jump back into it on Tuesday and Wednesday. They're standing pat. They're holding on to their forty million <laughs> in cap space that they cleared. Okay, so hey, it wouldn't be the worst. It wouldn't be the worst idea in the world just to sit back and relax rather than throwing all your money in the first <laughs> you know hour of free agency. Not be so impulsive. Okay, so maybe this is the new and improved Raiders. Like Gruden's, like he's taking a step back. He's gonna. He's going to see see what happens and then make his moves in the, maybe the second the second tier of free agency. We'll see. I got a prediction. I think we're going to yes. have a big signing here to talk about next week. Whether it's at, you know, whether it's at cornerback with Richard Sherman, whether it's a big name wide receiver or Galladay or Juju Smith or Will Fuller, I do think we'll have something fun to talk about next week. So make sure you guys tune back in. Yeah, I love it. So, but for now, I guess Raiders fans are just going to have to sit there and swear at their computers on Twitter <laughs> waiting for the move to come. <laughs> John Gruden dragging his feet for a change. Maybe that's a good love thing. It. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I love it too. So great stuff as always, Marcus. Catch us back next week. We'll talk about the moves the Raiders actually do make. We'll talk to you all then. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.